um, of, of any spirit or um, thing that is getting in the way or that would um, just cause uh, the true intent and uh, desire of what is being shared uh, to get in the way, right? And so it was always this cleansing um, that was done anytime we were going to be together and sharing together. And when we left, they sent um, us home with this sage stick to share with you. So as we prepare to hear God's word for us uh, today, as we prepare to hear the testimony and story um, of people who shared in this experience, um, our prayer is that uh, the one great spirit would be present with us and any other spirit or any other thing that would get in the way of that one great spirit's presence and speaking into this space um, would be cleansed from this space so that we might hear what God is speaking to us today. So listen, uh, friends, to our scripture for today um, that comes to us in two places. First, from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 13 to 15. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. So Paul there is in the middle of... Uh, a teaching to the church in Corinth. And we're reading this scripture because it gives us this detail that Gaius was baptized uh, in, in that um, community. And um, later we come across Gaius one more time in Romans chapter 16, uh, verse 23. Gaius, who is host to me and to the whole church, greets you. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. So our theme for uh, today is the fact that hospitality is contagious, right? And we see this here uh, when we um, see of Gaius who receives the hospitality of the grace and love of Lord Jesus Christ in and through baptism. And then later... um, is extending that hospitality um, to Paul um, as he is writing to the Roman church. Um, He is being hosted by Gaius, but then not just to Paul, but to the whole church. Like he becomes um, a person that is hosting uh, the Christian community um, in his uh, community uh, and um, is extending the hospitality that he uh, has received. Um, And so today, uh, as we think about um, hospitality and the way uh, that um, our reception of hospitality causes us to be hospitable to others, I think it's really um, fitting that we're getting to share with you about our experiences um, at the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, um, because there were lots of ways uh, that we experienced the hospitality of the people there 
we desired going there to be uh, hospitable ourselves, right? To uh, receive the people that we would meet and encounter uh, with the same um, love and grace that we've received in and through uh, Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, and I, I think the hospitality we shared uh, was uh, contagious. I think um, just over the course of the week uh, there, um, there was just uh, relationships built and bonds made uh, in beautiful ways. Um, so I'm going to give you just a quick overview of our experience um, so you can kind of get a sense of the week and then um, have a video to share with you so you'll actually get to see it with your own eyes. Um, and then a few people that were on the trip that are with us today are going to share uh, their own reflections with you as well. Um, so we uh, traveled to South Dakota all together and we took, um, uh, we could have probably would not have been a pleasant day, but we could have gotten there in one day. It's about 10 to 12 hours. I should have remembered this detail. I think it took us 12 hours the first day to go, like, what, if you were not caravanning as a mission trip, would have taken seven, right? So uh, we stopped quite a bit, um, often. You know, if we got more than an hour down the road without stopping, I think all the drivers were celebrating. Um, but part of the stopping beyond uh, frequent bathroom breaks was also um, some sightseeing. So we got to go to Sioux Falls in South Dakota and see that. Um, and then uh, the second day before we were to arrive at um, the Pine Ridge Reservation, we got to tour through the Badlands. And so you'll get to see pictures of the Badlands as well, which is just a beautiful uh, piece of country uh, that we got to be in. Um, and then we arrived uh, for our week um, with Remember, um, which we're all we're we're um, sporting our Remember merch. A lot of us. Um, Remember is the organization we've worked we work with um, that has been on the reservation for about 20 years and works really closely with the people there. Hires as an employer for quite a few people um, and really seeks to empower the leadership of the people of the reservation. Um, we stayed. They have. Um, the current property where they host groups um, has a couple different lodges, so we all stayed together and had shared meals uh, there with them. And then our, our time uh, throughout the week was a mix of service work that we were doing out on the reservation or there um, at Remember Center and cult a cultural learning experience. And so um, it was a really beautifully balanced trip in that we got to know and hear a lot about the history of the people, the culture of the people, um, the plight of the people um, in, uh, in today's reality, um, and just get a much deeper understanding of all of that, in addition to getting out and working um, with the people um, as well. And so you'll see um, a mix of... Uh, some of that in our video. Uh, there was one night we learned um, a game and got to play a game together. You'll see lots of pictures of that. That is um, a cultural tradition of the Lakota people. We had speakers every evening um, from uh, that were Lakota leaders that came in and shared with us their own story and testimony and more about the history and culture. Um, we had wisdom of the elders um, every morning, so we got to hear um, some of uh, the just writings and quotes from the elders of the people. 
And then we were sent out uh, to work on different sites and doing different work. Our primary things, like you already heard Maya talk about building ramps and um, skirting of trailers. Um, I'm sure, Mark, you'll see Mark's picture. That another uh, thing is installing outhouses, so um, digging a, a very deep hole and building and putting um, outhouses out so for people who don't have running water, um, they have a facility that they can use. Um, there is work in the shop at the Remember site where they prep um, both the outhouses and um, beds that go out. Uh, we had one group that got to deliver um, beds to, a, to um, a number of families, and so you'll get to see um, a child who, at the age of probably you, Kinsley, was getting the first bed she'd ever had um, in her life. Um, and so making bunk beds and delivering them to families um, is another part of the work. Um, the final project uh, was with um, Feather 2, which is a new property that Remember has purchased, um, where they have started, have a long-term vision of like moving completely out to that site and have started um, uh, growing things there to provide fresh produ produce across the reservation. Um, and so we were putting up hoop houses that would allow them to extend their growing season in the South Dakota climate. Um, and just helping out at that property along with um, Patricia who uh, works with South Dakota State University um, and is overseeing Feather 2 and also has her own um, acreage that she uh, has a, her own organization, Rebel Earth, um, and she's kind of overseeing all that agricultural work. Um, and so some of us got to be out on those sites um, working with her. Um, and so that was our week. It was this mix of cultural learning, um, sightseeing, getting to go to some historical um, monuments and sites, um, hearing from the people and getting to uh, work together. On our way home, we went uh, both to the Crazy Horse Monument um, and Mount Rushmore um, and got to do some sightseeing there as well. Um, Crazy Horse is um, being, that monument is being constructed uh, in the Black Hills uh, without any funds um, uh, except for private funds that are raised. And so it's um, a slow going project, but got to see the history of that and um, the progress on it, as well as traveling to the Mount Rushmore monument and then made our way back this way. So it was a really wonderful week. Charlie has done a really, Charlie Acosta is who edited the video um, and uh, did a wonderful job just kind of capturing uh, all the different aspects of the week. So I'd invite you to turn your attention to the screens to see um,
Yeah, so I forgot to mention, on our way home, we were um, driving up towards the Black Hills, and we're cutting through uh, one of the national parks and ran into an entire herd of bison uh, as they were crossing the street. And that video was shot from um, the minivan my dad and I were driving, I think, out the sunroof. And there were many moments as those two males were uh, locking heads where we were a little concerned because we really had nowhere to go, and those are very large animals. Uh, it was an experience, uh, to say the least. Uh, so I'd invite Joni uh, up front to uh, Joni Wardle was one. We had 15 people total on the trip, and Joni um, volunteered and was kind of our trip coordinator and uh, fearless leader. So I invite you. I think the mic at the pulpit is on the pulpit. Yeah, if you stand behind the pulpit, the mic there should be on and ready to go. So this is a trip that I look forward to for, what, two years, we planned it. Um, one of my big attractions to going on this trip was the emphasis on relationship building. Um, my thoughts prior to going was um, we are going to meet all of these people that live on this reservation and we are going to get to know them and build relationships with them over this week. Um, what I found out when we got there was relationship building was so much broader than that. Um, for starters, it's a great way 
just within our own group as we traveled together and we spent a week together learning and experiencing um, all that there was to do there, what we built, the relationships we built among each other. Um, but we were 15 of 50 volunteers that were at this place. And these volunteers ranged from groups like ours, maybe youth groups, to individuals that came, to families that came. Um, some of them, it might have been their first trip. Some, it was their third, fifth trip. There was one group, there was a couple that had been going, I believe this was their 13th year. Um, so it was wonderful learning, meeting these people, working with them, getting their backgrounds and their perspectives of what has um, evolved over the years with this Remember um, organization. Um, and then, of course, going out on the sites and meeting the people um, and learning about their lives, um, learning about what they're doing to move forward, um, and then just the people that came to the area where we were staying and, and learning about getting a, a broader perspective. So what I realized when I left there, that it wasn't just about me building a relationship with those people and with everybody else there, but it was also the people, especially my perspective, the people who live out on this reservation learning about us and building a relationship with us as well. As I sat and listened to speakers every night, um, I heard a lot of mistrust in the, the white man based on history and things that had happened and things that still continue to happen. Um, and also a mistrust of Christians although they were not, they were not non-Christians because they were, I mean, they, they had strong faith and beliefs, but they had been misled or something. And so I, I'm sitting there thinking, boy, I am part of two groups that if to say it, they distrust the most. Yet, as I looked around in the group of volunteers who were there, most of them were white, of them are Christians. And so for them, it's important that they also built relationships with us and, learn, and, and find out that we're not really, not all of us are who you have a history with, but we are also there to be in partnership with you and help you to move forward, although they don't like the word help. Um, but truly, I mean, we were. And so I feel like as they, for them to, to meet and learn to trust us as well will help them to move forward and be able to do more um, with this beautiful land that they have. Um, they just don't have the means or sometimes the knowledge to be able to develop and move forward the way um, they need to for existence. Um, and so this Remember group, that's, that's what they're doing. They're helping them, they're showing them, they're um, partnering with them to help build and make this. that What they want to be is not needed. That's their goal. They don't want to be needed. But in order to do this, it takes many volunteers to come out um, and participate in it. Um, we did a lot of neat jobs. Um, I could go on about a lot of them that we did. My favorite one that we did was a deck building. Um, 
we went out to this trailer. Um, it had a you know a deck big enough for a table and chairs, and um, it it had didn't have a ramp. I think it just had stairs at the time. And they this was an older couple um, that I know were raising one grandson who was seven, and I believe one of the adult children and his wife and children also lived with them in this trailer. So um, they needed a ramp because they have a 16-year-old grandson that is in a wheelchair. And their deck had dropped about six inches from the door. So actually, it did have a ramp. They just needed a new one. So they would push him up this ramp, and then they would have to lift that trailer or that um, wheelchair in a way that they could get it up into the front door because it had dropped. So I was really impressed. We demoed that deck, and we built it in a day. I don't know how many of you have had decks built on your house before, but it certainly takes a lot longer. So I was really impressed we did this in a day. So the couple that lived there, um, the man was, um, I believe he was 72 years old. He had COPD really bad. And he came out and he was talking to us and he said, you know, this is what I used to do for a living. I worked construction. And he said, I just can't do it anymore. Um, and he was dressed, it was 96 degrees out that day. He had on his cowboy hat, the Holy Cross Western long sleeve shirt, his nice Levi jeans, and he sat out there in the no shade and watched us work the entire time. And he talked with us and he came up to me at one point and he said, you wanna know what's wrong with this roof? And I said, not enough cheeks. When I worked, we had a lot of cheeks. So he had a little bit of sense of humor to him, too. But then he came up to me and he said, you know, I'm an artist. And I said, no, I didn't know that. And he said, would you like to see my artwork? And I said, I'd love to. So we walked around to the back side of his um, trailer where they had built on a studio. And I went in and I've never seen such, I mean, this artwork is beautiful. He actually goes to art shows. Richard Redow is his name. You can look him up on, on the internet. He goes around to all kinds of art shows. So it was really neat to see it. At the end of our um, day, he came up to us and he said, I want you all to come back to my studio. You've all earned your eagle, um, and I'm going to give you a signed print, every one of you, a signed print of one of my paintings, which was this. that has the medicine wheel at the top and then a feather. And I saw the original painting of this, um, and he gives these out, I believe, to they graduate. So it was just, it was a great experience. It was an opportunity to meet and learn about somebody who lives on that reservation. Um, so it's just, it's a wonderful experience. It's learning, it's, it's realizing that a lot of um, the perceptions that we have or stories we've been told um, may not be fully true. So I would encourage anyone, everyone to go on that trip the next time we go. Um, I would love to go again this summer, but I may not be able to. Thanks, Joni. I'd invite um, Doug D'Albini to come up and share. <laughs> okay, well, you might notice I'm not wearing a Remember shirt. Um, unfortunately, 
in the uh, swag closet that they had, uh, double extra large just wasn't something you could find on the short street. And those that know me, you might have figured out I don't tend to wear long sleeves and you know shoes. So I don't, I don't really have a lot of uh, remembered clothing. Um, we did actually bring back some things. Uh, Leslie brought back a trench. I think she's going to uh, be showing that tonight. Um, but now, Joni mentioned a few of the things. Uh, the one thing that I didn't actually experience as much as a lot of the people was was interacting with people when we were out at the job site. Um, I think I just got kind of um, was unfortunate. The job sites we went to, I think the people were. Um, less comfortable coming out and talking to us. You could see them through the window occasionally. But I, I think there was, there was a, a little feeling of, um, I, I don't want to say, uh, no, I don't even know the right word to use. Um, they, they weren't comfortable coming out because, because we were providing a service to them that they didn't want to necessarily admit they needed, I think, in some cases. Uh, I, the first day that we built, I actually stayed on uh, at the uh, Feather and, and built uh, outhouses, which is really cool. Uh, as, as odd as it sounds, it's really fun to build an outhouse. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, when you're doing, any, any of the jobs that you're doing are led by a combination of uh, remember uh, employees, both from outside the reservation and inside the reservation. So you do get to know some of the people uh, from the reservation just by doing that, which is really kind of neat. Um, but you're getting to know them more in terms of, okay, you need to move this over here, and uh, hey, you're big, you come over here and carry this over, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but so the majority of the time that I got to actually spend with the people from the reservation was listening to the speakers um, and going to the presentations and that sort of thing. And uh, then the art night. Um, art night was kind of fun, honestly. Uh, they brought people from different areas of the reservation. They, they were all invited to come in, bring their, their art, their jewelry, that sort of thing, and basically just put it up for sale. They had, they had tables set up. Uh, we served them dinner, so it was kind of an invite them to come to dinner and then sell their, their wares. And uh, there was one young couple and they had a four-year-old son who was scared to death of me. It was great because I sat down with them at, at a picnic table to, to have some dinner and as soon as I sat down, he just shrunk under the table. And I said, hey. And, and his mom, who I think was around 20, maybe maybe 21, uh, he, he said, I'm sorry, he's kind of shy. And then, you know, dad came over a little bit, little bit later, and, and uh, dad was a year older than mom. And dad said, he's not shy, but I think he's scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny because I would walk away, and he'd come back up, and, you know, other people would come by and stuff and talk to him, and he was all over me. But he, he was scared to death of me. It actually got to be a game. Um, but with, with that couple, uh, we sat and talked to them more probably than we did others that were there. Um, she had actually just given birth, uh, I want to say 
a week before this dinner so with their second child. And she had left the, uh, she had the baby sitting, you know, down on the ground in a, in a carrier, weak old baby. And they came because, you know, coming and getting a dinner that, you know, was cooked for them and that sort of thing was, you know, a great thing for them. So they actually brought their weak year, uh, their weak year, their weak old baby, along with their four-year-old, and, um, you know, sat and talked and, and just basically spent time with her. And it was really cool. Um, and she didn't have any jewelry with her, but in talking to her, we figured out that she actually does make jewelry. So Leslie arranged for her to bring something for her and paid her for it, and they brought it the next day. Uh, it was the, the husband brought it the next day. Uh, but I, I, when we first got back from being out, and I think ours was a three-day, uh, um, they, they hadn't brought anything yet. And Leslie said, well, I wonder if I just gave away $20,000. said, well, no big deal. Well, they came later that night. It turned out they lived about, I think, uh, 12, 14 miles away, and their car broke down on the way. And... Um, it literally took them hours to you know, get the car running again and actually be able to get out to it. But they actually brought the, the piece of jewelry out. And I'm hoping Leslie brings it out. For those that did come tonight also, you can see it. Um, but honestly, for me, relationship building um, took on a whole different note. I, I'm one of those people that I stay up late, I get up early. Um, most people that were there either stay up a little later or get up a little early. But I got to see both sides of it. So at night, typically after lights out and after everybody's gone to bed, there'd be anywhere from three to six of us that would stay up and we'd play some games and just talk and that sort of thing. More our group than the other group. Our 15 probably had more night owls than, than the other groups did. Um, so, you know, I got to know people within our group a little bit better at night. And then in the morning, I'd get up with, you know, um, a group of us guys that were not so young, and um, and we get up and get the coffee going and, and sit around and talk for an hour, hour and a half before everybody else got up and got moving. And that was great. It was, there was a huge contingent from Michigan. And these people, most of them had been there multiple times. And getting to talk to them when there's not a bunch of stuff going on and all that sort of thing. You get tips about, you know, things that you really want to see when you go to different places and, um, you know, things to ask about as you're, as you're going along and that sort of thing. And just, just insights. And they tell you about their own experiences that they've had in their multiple trips. And it was really, it's really an eye-opening experience. And, you know, Joni mentioned the, the uh, kind of underlying distrust and I think everybody kind of uh, perceived it differently as they were talking about that. Um, you know, I, I, you, you hear a lot of they, and, and anything that you hear in society, you hear they. You know, it's, it's we, it's they, it's them. Um, it's a way to separate ourselves from something that, that we don't like or that we, that we want to be separated from. And I think there was a lot of that in what they talked to us about. 
but there was also a lot of appreciation for us as individuals being there. And so that, that, that was my take on it. I did get a lot of the, the, the anger and mistrust and that sort of thing that they were, that they were talking about. But there was a whole lot of just appreciation. And, and you know, she said they, they, don't like, they, they didn't like us to say help. We weren't there to help. We were there to serve. And that was something that they instilled in us. The uh, wisdom of the elders was, was a great thing that Corey, uh, uh, is that right? Um, did every morning. Our, the, the director, I remember, um, with quotes and all that sort of thing. It was great. Um, but I would encourage anybody who has any interest in, in learning about other cultures within our own society, who has an urge to serve, absolutely do that. It's fantastic. And I think the only other person we have is our own uh, PhD, right? Yes, Mark. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. You're, yeah, we're getting. And you can share more tonight, too. So. Yeah, uh, I think the one thing I took away from our trip out there was a better understanding of the Lakota people and what they had gone through throughout history. Um, I was, uh, you know, when, you, when we grew up as kids, we watched the cowboy and Indian movies, and, you know, the Indians were always the bad guy, and the cowboys were always the good guys going in and wiping out the Indians, you know. The Indians had always done something bad, so we had to go retaliate. Um, learning their culture, uh, learning about the Sioux people, they were a very peaceful people. And it really... Uh, it really cut me to uh, think of all the injustices that we did as the, as the white man to them throughout history. Um, and we talked a lot this morning, or you've heard a lot of times and mentioned some of the wisdom of the elders. So I'm going to read you a few of them that, uh, that, we, were, that we got to uh, hear every single morning before we went out to do our work. Uh, several of these are by uh, Chief Luther Standing Bear. Here's the first one. We did not think of the great open plains, the beautiful rolling hills, the winding streams with tangled growth as wild. Only to the white man was nature a wilderness, and only to him was it infested with wild animals and savage people. To us, it was tame. Earth was bountiful and we were surrounded with the blessings of the great mystery. The old Lakota was wise. He knew that a man's heart away from nature becomes hard. He knew that the lack of respect for growing living things soon led to lack of respect for humans too. So he kept his children close to nature's softening influence. Civilization has been thrust upon me and it has not added one whit to my love for truth, honesty, and generosity. There can never be peace between nations until it is first known that true peace is within the, the souls of men. This one is by Sitting Bull. The love of possessions is a disease, is, is a disease with them. They take tithes from the poor and weak to support the rich who rule. 
They claim this mother of ours, the earth, for their own and fence the neighbors away. If America had been twice the size it is, there still would not have been enough. And this one's by Black Elk. The first peach, the first peach, which is the most important, is that which comes within the souls of people when they realize their relationship, their oneness with the universe and all its power. And when they realize that at the center of the universe dwells the great spirit and that this center is really everywhere. It is within each of us. So they were a very spiritual people. Uh, and I learned that while I was out there this time. And I do encourage all of you to go back. I'm going to leave you with one more. Out of the Indian approach to life, there came a great freedom, an intense and absorbing respect for life, enriching faith in a supreme power and principles of truth, honesty, generosity, equity, and brotherhood as a guide to mundane relations. And this is by Luther Standing, Luther Standing Bear again. So yeah, uh, it was a wonderful experience, um, and I got to... I got to be a part of it, and I really do encourage everyone to, uh, to sign up when we go in 2021. It's, it's, uh, it's well worth the trip. We have been given so much by our God. May we share of who we are and what we have so that we can share in God's work in the world.